welcome Mr. Bill Goldberg to the Cats Corner. Boy, Bill looking Big good, Shug, Bill. And look at Mr. The two-time, three-time, four-time World Karate Champion, Ernest the Cat Miller. Welcome, hey, welcome, for, sir. First of all, Goldberg, I want to thank you, man, for coming on this little yes. bit of podcast and giving us your most valuable time and spending time with us here. Dude, it's an thank honor, you, man. Sir. You're my boy, dude. I'm doing now, anything for you, Ernest. You know that. Always. Yeah, but 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 now, you know, well, I miss you, man. What have you been up to? Look behind me. Uh, all these freaking cars, man. I just uh, actually, I'm leaving in two days to go to uh, Scottsdale for the Barrett Jackson auction, and I'm um, selling two of my cars. So that's that's kind of what I've been doing, man. Wanda takes care of the animals. I take care of the cars and just chilling out and. But, uh, spend, but, spending some time with the boy and trying to figure out what the hell his life is, is going to look like the next four years. Oh, we 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 gonna get to that. But right now, Absolutely. let's talk about your let's talk about your cars. We're Resite. Of course, we offer all inclusive site work. We're Resite. Of course, we have a dynamic site crew. We're Resite. We have secure foundations. We're Resite. Of course, we're good stewards. Resite redefines the way site work is done. Contact us at resite.com. It's re-site.com. Because I know how you've been in the cars for a very long time, man. And you've been talking about the Barrett Jackson that's one of your favorite places, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it is, except for how much money I drop there, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, so, it's so, it's awesome, man. I've, I've had this car uh, affliction ever since I was a kid. So um, now, fortunately, I've got a little bit of time and uh, a little bit of, uh, um, I don't know, uh, trophy uh, accumulation of trophies behind me to occupy my time and just have some fun man that's what it's all about but it seems so, like you have the most fun with your son i mean how fun is that man to have to be where you i remember when i was there with my son going to college and stuff like how fun is this it's fun but it's freaking stressful you know i mean going through it as an athlete was one thing but doing it as a dad i mean it 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 sucks uh, I mean, it's great to, to have the experience with him. And obviously, as a as a parent, you want the best for your kids and for them to have an opportunity to go on in sports uh, in college is, I mean, it's success. It's freaking awesome. But it's, it's lobotomizing at the same time because recruiting isn't the same as when you and I were coming no. up. And it's just a totally different deal. And there's, there's this evil thing called the transfer portal. Yeah, and uh, it, it's like the devil to these high school kids. So it's yep. a different, it's a different landscape, and I, I don't wish it upon my. Well, I do wish it upon my worst enemy, but I don't wish it upon my son to have to go through that kind of shit. And you know, it's 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 bad enough with social media these days. And um, so these kids got to grow up a little bit early. They got to grow up earlier than we did. Um, going into college right now. Uh, sports wise is like going straight into business. It's not, yeah, 
it's not extending your education and oh, I'm playing football on the side. It's a it's a totally different deal. So, so, so but but are you happy about what he's at? He's he's not just at a great college, a good division. He with a great coach, and, and from what I understand, he's a personal friend too, right, Dion? Yeah, I mean, you you were in Atlanta during the days, and you know yeah. Dion, and you know his reputation as a yeah as an athlete, but as a father, you know, I've watched him over the last number of years when he got involved with Jackson State originally, and he had a big vision, and uh, the vision just so happened to include his sons at the same time, and that was an integral part of him having the success that he did. And, yeah. you know, uh, I admire him both athletically and and as a human being. Um, sure, he's prime time, he's Dion, but, uh, Man, I've never seen anybody get the top speed within five yards before. So you, you got to – I mean, that, that, the guy was just unbelievable, man. And to know that uh, we've had a friendship throughout the years. And, I mean, I was on the developmental squad in the beginning at the Falcons, man, and he was Deion Sanders, primetime superstar, and he didn't need to give me the time of day. But we were really good friends. How, how did you guys become friends? Like, Because I know how difficult it is for you to be on it practice squad, and then them, you guys hardly ever made contact. How did you and Dion get such good friends? I think I I think I maybe shared him. No, I know. Come on, man. No, I just showed <laughs> that I, I just showed that I'd freaking do anything to be on that team. And I was more I, I was a team player. And when you're in a foxhole, you want guys that'll give blood, sweat, and tears for the cause. And uh, you know, I remember Jerry Glanville coming up to my car one day. It was after practice, and I was tired and beat up and dejected. And, you know, I, every day I thought I was going to get cut. And uh, he said, uh, Goldberg, you know, I wish I had 22 of you. I'd win the freaking Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, you, you'd have a pretty, you know, inadequate team. But he, he was talking about the fact that I would do anything – for a common goal and to make the end result a positive one, you know, and it was a pursuit of mine and I was relentless and you want guys like that on your team. And I think that might've been something that Dion saw uh, on a human level. Uh, I, I can't speak for him. I mean, I saved his ass one time. Uh, yeah, I know you did. I heard about that. But uh, I mean, I didn't save it. I just came to his aid, but, you know, going back to my son and, and Dion, and hey, as a father, if you knew the head coach at an institution where your son was going to be the next four years and you had history with him and it's a great organization and it's headed in a great direction and he's redefining college football, I don't know. I'd say it's a pretty decent option. Hey, hey, Goldberg, hey, that's man. a great option. But let me ask you about this right here. It was a time in my son's life where he got into college. I helped him doing basketball. He became All-American. Then all of a sudden, he started smelling himself. He started thinking, Dad don't know. He don't know what this feels like to be an All-American basketball player. So I need to take it on my own to do that. Now, what would you say to your son if he get two years and he started for Dion? He got a name. Now he want to go into the transfers portal because he want to test it out. What would what 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 would you say to that? Well, here's the deal, man. 
uh, I was reading an article this morning about Dion and specifically their roster and how he was treating the portal and how he was treating high school kids and him saying that, you know, you, he's not going to risk anything on a high school kid that doesn't, it isn't mature and that can't come in and, and do his thing immediately and have, you know, a, a high ceiling and, um, the, and he, 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 I heard this, this word called foundation players when we visited Alabama and a foundation player for me. And I keep bringing it up because my son through the explanation and the definitions that I've found, he's a, he's a foundation player. You're talking about a guy that appreciates the opportunity that comes in, works his ass off, represents the program and doesn't want to leave at the drop of a hat. Wow. And wants wants to stay there and wants to continue to build um, as if they didn't have an option. That's how it used to be. You used to have kids that, you know, just went to a school because of the school and went to the school because of the coach and went to the school because of the lineage and the history. Not, not, you know, not, not the opportunity knocks every second adage anymore that these kids have that you know give me the biggest nil and i'll figure out if that's the best fit for them. you know and that's that you know it's it's great to be business-like early on but i think you're still too young to be what, dictating what, your future like that well but, what about this what about this goldberg ham newton's father was my roommate in college so i know what he went through can you tell me just how much money dion paid you guys to come there no, that's fun. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and people are like, hey, man, you know, Goldberg picked up the phone and did whatever, and, you know, hey, I ain't not asking for nothing but an opportunity. It ain't, I'm not asking for a penny. I'm not asking for a scholarship. I'm asking well, for Well, tell, tell, tell his you know, uncle. His uncle is here, Goldberg. I might need a little something from Dion. <laughs> well, I don't need nothing from Dion. But again, you know, again, with, with the with the NIL situation and with Dion being prime time, yeah, and his his sons being on the team. I mean, if he didn't if he didn't know how to redefine the definition of the NIL, then his kids wouldn't have walked the runway for Louis Vuitton in Paris. <laughs> right? Yeah, so you're right. I can tell you that the ability for me to pick up the phone and call the local Dodge dealership in Boulder, Colorado and hook my son up with myself and do a, a, a unilateral commercial for Goldberg and, and, you know, CU football and whatever the dealership is, you know, you're crazy. So the opportunities are going to be there. So that, that's, that, that's all he wants. And that's all I want for him is, is a good situation. And we've got family in the area. I mean, my brother's yeah. own restaurants in Denver and in Vail and in, Aspen wow. and my mm -hmm. nephews are my nephews are thirty minutes from Boulder. So now, 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 let me ask you this, Goldberg. This is a very important question. They're it's, all it's, it's, it's the last question about your son. Then we go move on. Now, in your son, do you see Goldberg, the Georgia Goldberg, UGA Goldberg, or do you see the NFL the way you was when you got into the NFL, Goldberg? What would you pair your son? It was in between of, of which one? He's neither one. He's, he's not. No, no. He's got he's got signs of 
all of the above, but right now he's being high school. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good is. question. He's, yeah. He's 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 developing into that Goldberg persona, but it's all his. It's a completely different one. And I'm trying to the last thing you want to do as a father and as a parent is make your kids grow up too soon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But in, in, in today's landscape, athletically, they have to grow up too soon to be able to compete on a D1 or D2 or even D3 level these days. So it's a freaking dichotomy. What do you do? So I, I'm not, put, I'm not, I'm not trying to tap into him turning into Godzilla at the drop of a hat yet. But right? but that but that Goldberg is a brand now. You know that, and I know that. Goldberg is a brand. And he got that stapled all over him. People are gonna expect a lot out of that young man. Yeah. No question. No question. But they're not gonna expect him to be that initially they'll expect him to be me. And to go back to your to your last question, um what's going to happen when he gets too big for his britches and says that I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, he's already been through that. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent. No bullshit. Mm -hmm. He's already been through that. And mm -hmm. it was basically this last four years of, of the only four years of his high school career, because the living under the Goldberg household and umbrella, you're expected to be different. And he wanted to be different on his own. He didn't want my anything along the way, except for some guidance here and there. And I don't push and I, I don't, I didn't, and I don't like to push things on someone, especially my son, when I don't want him to feel as though he's got to be pressured into being me, which he don't want to be. And I love that because he'll be better than me. Um, he will just take, pieces of me which are in which are born in him right. and he'll develop them but is he me at any part of my career whether it be football or wrestling wise no but he's got signs of being able to develop into someone that has the characteristics of a dude who will freaking kiss your baby and then turn around and chop your fucking head off <laughs> i got a question is it did he, does he play the same position you played does he a defensive tackle no, he's got a lot more athletic ability than I did at that age. He's played middle linebacker. He's a rush okay. end, too. I mean, they'll put him on the end. Uh, sometimes outside linebacker, just a rush quarterback. But um, yeah, he's like a Mike, like a Micah Parsons, so to speak. That that type of yeah, hybrid that, hybrid that, linebacker. That's about ten, a tenth of what he's done. But you know, the All Star game, they put him there more, and he's very good at that position. But Size is going to dictate probably where he goes, where he lands. Um, right. I mean, the kid's a solid 220 right now, and he's – frick, he did 225 on the bench 17 times. I mean, I – God, no, Goldberg. Exactly. Goal, so 17 already? Yeah. So like, when, when, I I, tried out, when I tried out for the Falcon Goldberg, I only did it 13 times. I was a senior. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. So you compare that, but then you compare the size of all these kids and how they progressed throughout the years. And I mean, this kid works his ass off. All he's got to do is get in a great program, which Dion has. And uh, I think the sky's the limit. But 
Hey, um, my 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 son-in-law is from there. He played at he played at Yale, tight end at Yale. Mm -hmm. uh, him and my daughter been married now three years. He played tight end at Yale. He he was supposed to go to see you because all his family wanted to see you. Mm -hmm. He played at Yale and then he played six years with Atlanta Falcons tight end. And now he's out in the finance world. But you know him and I talk about Dion and what he bringing to the whole the whole the whole city. You know he's ridden bringing them. He bringing money. He bringing fans in. And he bringing in people like you. Cause I know. Listen, Goldberg. You got to have a lot of fans on their football team too. A lot of the young guys know who you are. I hope so. You know, I mean, he's he's smart, man. He's using what Dion has learned throughout the years and applying it to modern day college football and turning it into something special. And what? To, to be a part of that would be awesome. And let, let's just also say, my brother's one of my brothers. My brother's oldest son was a walk on there in two hundred eight. So I've been on that field. Oh. I've been. I've been part of that atmosphere, and it's a wonderful place, man. It's wonderful. It's a great. It's a badass place. It's cool. Well, Absolutely. well, well. Let me get to a few of these questions, man. Before we, me and you can talk kids and football all day, you know. So Absolutely. we ain't gonna do that. Do you ever miss it though? Do you ever miss like the days when you was with UGA, and do you ever miss any time of the football days? Every single home game or every single game that my son played in high school, I was on the field. And <laughs> when the – I'm in the stance that he's in every play pretty much. But when they run out on the field initially, they go through this big charger head, right? It's a blow-up kind of gimmick, mm -hmm. and it shoots smoke out the nose, ironically. And um, <laughs> so I'm part of that group, part of the father group that would transport – I didn't transport. I just helped every once in a while. But I went, we were in charge of the Charger head, so that got me on the field. So I didn't have to, you know, finagle my way down on the field. So I already was there. But, um, yeah, I – so his last home game, uh, he has a teammate named Kieran, who's an offensive lineman. I think he's going to go – he's going to Army or Navy, very capable – Kid, kid's 6'3", 300 pounds of 290, right? The kid can play, and he's got a mean streak. So I'm all fired up, and they're getting ready to go. You know, we're shooting the fire extinguishers on them as they, you know, as the whistle blows and they're, they run out the charger head. So right before that happens, I grab Kieran and I headbutt him. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, <clears throat> obviously – as a Charger parent, I'm not wearing a helmet, right? <laughs> Karen was. And Karen, Karen's a big kid. And <clears throat> let's just say that like two days later, um, as I lost the feeling in my arm and I couldn't move, it took like three weeks for me to be able to move my neck. Wow. So, to answer, so to answer your freaking question, yeah, <laughs> until I die, I'm going to want to be out there. But man, I don't I don't recover like I used to. And and headbutting dudes without helmets on. I did that at the Rams the last time I was there, like ten years ago, with my coach from the Falcons. Ironically, but um, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. Now now now, now this is gonna lead us into some wrestling stuff. Do you remember the time me and you was in the locker room and your music hit and you were getting ready to go out to the ring and you turned? 
and you did something, then when you turn back around, you had blood coming out of your head. And I was like, what the hell, where did that come from? You said, I just he had butted the wall. wall. He know he had butted the wall and he didn't know the wall would was... <laughs> Did you tell me, yeah. what were you thinking about, man? What were you thinking about that moment? Nothing except for, uh, why didn't I touch it first? I, you know, my, you would have thought my martial arts days would have taught me better because um, <laughs> you know, as well as I do, when you walk in a gym, you always touch a bag before you kick it. Exactly, exactly. Right? Because it could be one of those 400-pound bags that are made of freaking concrete that are just there to to uh, to uh, toughen up your shins, whatever, you know, we're doing it for. Um, it's not the bag that you, you know, throw head kicks at, you know, full force, right? Or low mm -hmm. kicks, which is what I'd be able, the only thing I could do. So, um, yeah, I remember doing uh, the movie Santa Slay, and I was up in Vancouver, not Vancouver, but uh, I can't remember where it was, uh, up in Canada. And I walked into a Muay Thai gym, and the uh, fight coordinator was Jackie Chan's double. So he was very adept at Muay Thai, at uh, karate, at martial arts. And so he needed a gym. And I walked, long story short, I walk in the gym and there's a bag right on outside of the, of the ring on the, the corner. And it's taped to the, you've seen those before. Yeah. You know yeah. Before. It's the condition yeah. of shins. Well, I walk up, whack. Oh my God, dude. I thought I broke my shin right in half. <laughs> so, you think I, I would have learned I would have learned from those days, but I didn't. I bet you I bet you it didn't stop you. You know, because I, it yeah. was so funny, it's just like I was talking to you, then you turned around, then by the time I reached the door and turned and look at you had blood coming down your head. I said, What happened? You said I almost knocked myself out. I didn't know there was a concrete wall. Well, that's what happens, right? I mean, what, what, that got you fired up now, you know, but this is what I, I also, I want to talk to you about that martial arts because I had a friend of mine on this, um, on my um, podcast, Michael Jack White, and you and him worked a movie together. And uh, yeah, I knew my first movie ever. That was awesome. I, <laughs> and Universal I know, Soldier. And, and, and I, I know, what was the interaction between you two? Did you guys speak to each other? Or did you two just look at each other and growl at each other? No, you don't. You know Michael Jai. I mean, you do. You So, yes, you know both of us. And I don't know, maybe there was three seconds of the looking at each other and growling. But, man, I, I mean, I was a baby in the industry, in the entertainment industry. I was an athlete. This was my first opportunity. I'd only been in wrestling for a short period of time. And I get to do most of my scenes with Van Damme. Yeah, right? yeah. He was the one I had most of the interaction. Mm, mm. And you know, Mike asked me about your martial arts, which we'll talk about there in a few minutes. But I did tell him, I said, he's, he's the truth. I said, he started from working out with guys to being able to, I told him, I worked out with you when you first started training with some guys. And you was okay. But then the last time I worked out with you after a few years of training, I said, he was the weapon. He was able to throw some technique that I was like, man, where did that come from? He learned pretty fast. And that was at your school that day. I came up, you invited us up to spar 
And I was like, man, Goldberg was trying to knock my head off in there. Well, here, here's the deal, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy who works hard and who has a, uh, and is very passionate. So I've been a fan of mixed martial arts and martial arts for a very long time. And I, ha along the way, have tried to unilaterally uh, grow as a, and learn as a martial artist on my own, but also use it in training whether it be for football or whether it be for wrestling, because it was a huge part of my wrestling, especially in Japan. Um, I'm just a student, man. I've never, I mean, I've taken a lot of years of a lot of different things, but I've never been able to really dedicate a hundred percent of my time towards gradually progressing in one discipline because you know, our schedule. Yeah. It's mostly privates with guys. It's mostly, yeah. you know, uh, Ludwig up in Denver, Ruben, you know, who is 90% of my training. When I was with Glory, I got to train with dudes. I mean, Rico, and I mean, it's just unbelievable you, stuff. You, Simon you, Marcus, Simon, who's a really good friend of mine. I've trained with him up in, up in uh, wherever he lives. I mean, you know, you know who put you over? And he's Who? coming on after this, late on today, is King, King Mo. He's awesome. I trained with him and and, yeah. and Dustin Poirier. And yeah, that's whole, what he told me. But the whole deal is I don't have any ego in it, man. I don't. Yeah, I, he, I, he, the King Mo said, Cat, this one of the strongest guys I've ever been in the ring with. I said, wait a minute. You Do you know, Goldberg, do you know some of the fighters he, he knocked out and beat up? Oh, hey, hell yeah. Hey, I've, I've been a fan of his for a hundred years. You know, he hey, may be a fan of mine, but I'm I'm a bigger fan of his than than he is of mine. But yeah, yeah. So he he came on and uh he's coming on, and of course I'm gonna tell him you say hello. But lots of I love, got, please. I love I love that kid, man, to death. I, um, I got a few questions dealing with wrestling. I, I I don't want to talk about it, but you know, I got to. How can I have Goldberg and not ask him a few questions? One yes, of I, it, I knew it was coming. Okay, one is, how did you get started in professional wrestling? My accountant told me to get off my ass because I didn't make shit as a developmental <laughs> squad player in the NFL. Uh, I mean, that's kind of, at the end of the day, what what the true answer is. I needed, I, I, I couldn't play football anymore because of an injury. And uh, my dream was dashed and I didn't have a path. I didn't have a second plan. I didn't have you know, what you should have, you know, a fallback. But um, I figured that I could I could put 100% of my focus towards whatever I chose to do and I'd succeed. It just so I, happened I, to be wrestling because of I, I, my relationship with you, with Sting, with Luger, with the Steiners because of being in Atlanta. And it was a natural progression because I already knew guys who were involved and I had a couple positive assets to bring to the table. And, and and you know what? Did you know you would make so much money from this business? Or did you just come in just because you needed a job now? I was under the impression that it was much more dictated towards your work ethic and your everything as opposed to, you know, the luck of the draw and who you were who liked you on Friday and you know, at the end of the day, I thought it was based on performance. And I mean, it is to a degree, but so to answer your question, no, I, I, I mean, I knew 
I, I, I was a fan to a degree and I was a huge fan of mixed martial arts and I have a little bit of entertainment in me. So I always like building a car, like to think of what I would like to see. Right. And so I'm like, okay, you got this, I don't know, two ninety pound dude. He's got a shaved head. He doesn't say anything, and he just smashes guys. Oh, that, I might want to watch that. I mean, it was yeah. para, it was parallel to what Tyson was doing. I keep telling everybody, but it was no. the, all I had to do was all I had to do was replicate the feeling that fans had when they tuned into a Mike Tyson fight. Period. That's all. Were you, a fan, were, you a, were you a fan as a kid? Were you a fan of the sport as a kid? Wrestling, absolutely. I watched Texas Championship wrestling with my grandmother, you know. But I wasn't okay. a person. I wasn't a. I wasn't a person that wanted to grow up and be one. Right. Okay. I, I, I always fair. thought it was a character, and it was, you know, part of entertainment. But my life is based on smashing people's faces for real, you know, in a competitive atmosphere, which was football. And I looked at it totally different, and I didn't look at it as a goal of mine because I always thought it was more entertainment based. And so if I follow my athletic, you know, dream and try to go out and compete whatever field it may be, but against another person or another team, that would give me fulfillment. So now who who now, was who was the first person that thought you've got it and we could strap a rocket to his ass and take WCW into another stratosphere? Who was the I first mean, person that probably Dallas because I'd see Dallas out at you know most of the establishments when I was <laughs> playing with the Falcons. I mean with the right with, with Georgia, right? Okay, so it went all the way back to that. He said before you even got with Sergeant Buddy Lee, he said you you got it. I think you could be the guy. I don't know. He never said that, but he he gave a recommendation, right? Okay. And then I met other guys, and then. I befriended them throughout the years, whether it be at Georgia or whether it be at the Falcons. Right. Because of, you know, the nightlife in Atlanta during those days. And right. it was a natural progression. It made my decision easier for me to do what I did based upon familiarity. Again, I'll parallel it to what Gage is about to embark upon. He's got mm -hmm. a little bit of familiarity at a place where he has no idea what the hell is going on and it's all new to him and he's away from his family. And, you know, there's some security in that. And so in my decision, I was very lucky to know people. I thought I knew Sting. I went to, I went to a NASCAR race with Sting when, when WCW was sponsoring cars and I wasn't even considering professional wrestling. And we oh. were friends because I worked out at his gym, Sting and Lex's gym, main event fitness. Right. So, so now let me ask you this, Goldberg. What kind of training? I know what you did during that time when you were wrestling. What kind of training did you do to keep you in that kind of shape? Did you do bench press squats or what was your workout routine? I'm a multi-joint uh, movement guy, man. I don't like to do bodybuilding shit because it's not functional. Um, I try to replicate movements in the ring with resistance. And if there's a lift that can do that, I do that. If not, I'll do kettlebells or, you know, it's compound complex movements, more Olympic style stuff. But, um, 
I just like to be be focused and uh, I mean, th there's a lot more that goes into being in shape than than being in the gym. You know, well, well, if if I had the perfect scenario, you and me, any any time and every time we had a couple of days off in between something, we could have got some rounds in because oh, yeah. that's that's how I did cardio. I was I was telling somebody yesterday. I don't think I've ever done cardio in my entire life, except for when I've never seen you when it was you, forced. You, you know? remember you told me I said go Burke. I rock sprints on the weekend. You said, man, when I left the football field, I said I've never run another sprint in my life. And <laughs> I, I swore that I did. You. Yeah, I <laughs> swore you? that I would. I I won't unless if somebody steals something from me and runs away, I'll shoot them. <laughs> I ain't running after nobody anymore. Um, well, my my knees can't handle it. And guys like me weren't built to be fluid, right? And so I do all my cardio as an as an active participation guy, right? I'm not a dude who's going to waste 45 minutes to two hours on an elliptical machine, you know, in front of a television, you know, doing this crap. I want to be. I want something to take my mind off of what I'm doing cardio-wise. So I'd rather play racquetball or I'd rather spar, whether it's boxing or whether it's kickboxing. Kickboxing obviously is better for you cardio-wise, but then I'm not thinking about my cardio. I'm thinking about not getting hit or I'm thinking about hitting somebody, right? So I'm concentrating on not my breathing, my technique is what I'm concentrating on. So it gets my mind completely away from. Well, well, you're not, I know you're not done in the ring yet, Goldberg. You ain't going to trick me. I know you. It's something going on in that little head of yours. And I know sooner or later, I'm going to see you doing something. Cause too many fans out there want to see you. So Who please knows? tell me, please tell me right now that you got more in you. You got one or two more matches in you. I mean, I got more in me for sure, but is it worth the risk, you know, of a lot of different things? But um, I, 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 I'm, you're never retired until you're dead in the business, unfortunately. Correct. Um, well, I read somewhere that you, you wanted a retirement match and was kind of promised one and didn't, didn't quite get that promise. If well, that's I mean, accurate. It's um, accurate, it's accurate, but I'm not going to sit here and cry over spilt milk and I mean I'm the last person in the world that would complain because I didn't receive something that I was promised because that's never happened before not not for me it, it hasn't. you know I'll hey, walk I mean yeah you know, but what do you mean prom what do you mean promise somebody promised you this well, we won't get into specifics unless he just wants no. to, but I'm just saying. Hey, I mean, hey Ray, when, Ray when, let me answer him. We want when, to get in Pacific if if he want to. You just want more viewers, dude. He's <laughs> well, wanting clicks. Yeah, I, but, I learned from you, Goldberg. Yeah, I know, but here's the, here's the deal, and I'll give you just a tiny bit, and I'm not going to, okay. I'm not going to, like I say, dude, I'm. I'm you I'm, don't have to. I'm, no, I'm, shut up. I'm content. Right. And I don't, and I'm not a, I'm not a finger pointer and I don't make excuses. You don't. But, but I did something for someone under certain circumstances for something in return. And let's just say that that return was never delivered upon. Is it something I've gone to the press about and cried spilt milk? No, man, I don't care. 
but I'm just saying it is what it is. And for someone to be completely 100% trustworthy, they, they have to be a man of their word. And 99% of the time, it was fulfilled. This 1%, well, it just wasn't. So, I mean, it is, and I get it, it's a business, whatever. It is what it is. Who, who you would you want out there? Who would you want out there if you have one guy to choose to beat down? Would it be me, the cat, or would it be somebody else? No, it wouldn't. It'd be you for fun. It'd be, you, it'd be it'd be you. No, no. I mean, seriously, when you when you talk about matches to end your career, um, I mean, I it could. I mean, it, it could be you, but um, there's different reasons. I mean, you, you have to get motivation to do something like that. For every opponent is a different motivation, mm -hmm. right? For you and I, it'd be fun. It'd yep. just be the fun of it. It'd be like yeah. me and Steiner going over to Japan all the time and, and flying on the same plane and then wrestling each other. Mm -hmm. Right? That was fun. I can't tell you what a wonderful experience. Yes, I can, because you were part of it. You were part yeah. of the, we, the three of us driving around all the time. You know how much mm -hmm. fun we had together? Imagine oh, yes. you and me going to Japan and wrestling each other. That'd be oh. awesome. Be right. great, yes. But so, if you had the pin, if you had the pin and you're booking Goldberg's last match, when, where, and who? Oh man, I'm so far removed from even thinking about that. It's hard to give you a an can educated put, guess can, answer. Can I put it together for you, Goldberg? How no, about you? How about you and Ric Flair? How about you and Ric no. Flair? I love Rick. Are you trying to kill Rick? I don't want to die. I don't want him to die. Are you trying to kill Rick? I don't have a lot left in me, but I got I got too much for Rick at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's got to be something out there. What what that guy named uh, he wants you so bad. He just he no, love I, you. Don't even he want he want to be you. I'm not gonna bring his name don't up. Don't bring his name. And you he know what? To be please, you. please don't I don't know about that. But and please don't. Are you talking about? Are you talking about the guy that's always it. hungry? Don't do it. Don't go any further. I'm not. I'm not saying anything other than the don't fact. Even, don't hungry. even say that. Don't even okay. say that. So, he, okay. but here, but here's why. Um, I'm greatly appreciative of his passion. Period. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that guy. I, I'm, I work in different ways, Ernest. You know that. <laughs> right. Look at that smile. And, and, and look I, at that evil I, look. <laughs> no, and I, and I, you I'm do. Just, and I'm just not that guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm honored, and I'm, and I get it, and I see the reasoning. But right now, I'm just not that guy. Man. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't call my name. I mean, whatever. But I'm just at this point, I'm not that guy. It's not that I'm insulting him in any way, shape or form. And, you know, it's just, I'm not that guy right now. And, and right. you can read whatever you want into that, but I think, uh, I don't know. We got a couple of, no. got a couple of fan questions here. If you could wrestle anyone from the past, who would it be and why, if you were both, you know, able to do it dead or living? Um. Man, Bruiser Brody. Wow. Whoa. What a match. What a match. That's what why. a match. That's why. 
What a match. I, wow. I was such I was such a fan of his. Oh and, I, my God. and ironically, I was a huge Von Erichs fan too. And they live 20 minutes from here. Wow. You know, and I got to meet him, you know, all these years later. And uh, but yeah, I it it have to be Brody. He's in my, oh, my when I, I grew up that. when I grew up, I I idolized his work and was mesmerized by what he did in the ring more than any. I, I sat on the edge of my seat more for him than anyone else. So did everybody else, especially when he was wielding that chain. Yeah, he was <clears> nervous. <throat> All well, right, last well, one. Last one for me. Uh, in the movie The Longest Yard, who was cool to work with, who was a dick, and who were you most impressed with acting-wise out of all the athletes that were there on that set? Um, I'm not going to go into who was a dick. Um, okay. But, but let's just say that it was it was one of the best experiences of my life because um, I was able to work alongside Burt Reynolds and Adam Sadler and Nelly. Um, obviously, it was cool to be with the athletes, too, but I mm -hmm. rub shoulders with them a lot as it is. And, right. and that and I mean it's just the whole eclectic group of people was awesome. Adam took great care of everybody, but Nelly was literally the most down-to-earth dude on that set to me. Uh and and Leno always taught me that you only pass judgment on someone how they treat you or right. how they treat or how they treat their weight. No, excuse me how people treat their treat their weight staff, not you. So right. what, what I would do was I would sit in my, ironically, look at this chair. Oh, oh he got his movie chair out. No, it's yeah, the, man. It's the longest yard chair, look. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I, I'll give you $4.50 for that. Yeah, right. You could have my, how was, my ball how sweat was Chris Rock? Hold on. I could have what? You heard <laughs> hey, how was Chris Rock to work with? Next question. Okay. All right. Hey, hey, uh, so Goldberg, right now you seem to be in really good shape. No injuries hardly. So right now, how are you doing that? What are you doing today? I know you said you're not running sprint, but how are you staying in shape? Now, your, your workout partner, he's leaving. So what you going to do to stay in shape? Problem is, you know, and I told him last night for the first, my, my dream as a dad, there's a lot of things that would make me extremely happy. But what I saw last night in the gym was unbelievable. I had to literally take weight off of my neck machine because my son was lifting more than I was. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's, hey. seven, he's 17 and he's got three plates on that damn thing. Hey. Hey, that's the that's the payback. I remember we was out in California, Goldberg. Me and you was at a gym working out. And you know, I came, I'm a karate guy. I didn't lift a lot of weight. So I remember I worked my ass off just to get to 315 on the bench one time. So Goldberg and I was out there and I was doing I'm throwing the weight around 315. I got it two times. I was so happy. And Goldberg was working on some other machine. So he just happened to walk around and sat on the bench and he asked me a question. We were talking and I was still just happy about what I just did. Goldberg laid back, 
took the rack off, 315, and did about 20 times fast. Like, <laughs> then when he got through, he just slammed the back up and walked off. And I stared at him. I said, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> Why did you just make me look that bad? But go work. I, got I, couldn't, one I, couldn't, I couldn't kick people in the head at will. And I'm going to take this opportunity to say that my, my martial arts game wouldn't be where it was if, if it wasn't for you. Hey, and brother, thank you. If people knew how good you were and how dedicated you were to your craft, they would put you on cloud nine as far as respect because it's a pass. it's been a passion of yours ever since I've known you and way before that. And uh, the fact that at 150 years old, you're still chugging along, man. <laughs> I swear. Freaking awesome. Hey, but hey when this the mad, mad respect. This, thank you, Goldberg. And this is the last question for me. What are your thoughts on the current state of wrestling today? I can't. I'm sorry. And I know you left I the juiciest you... question for last, but I can't pass judgment on what I don't see and what I don't know. Oh, so you're not, watch. not watching the product. Come, are okay. you, you're serious, right? You, does that surprise either one of you? No, I don't, it doesn't. I don't sit down on a Monday or Friday night and watch wrestling. wrestling. Hey, or I don't Wednesday need a, or whenever. What about a – give us a Super Bowl pick right quick. Who do you think, out of the last four teams remaining, who do you think it's going to be playing against and each other and who's going to win it? This is one of the craziest seasons I've ever seen. With my kid who's into fantasy and, you know, me working for sportsbetting.ag. Um, right. I'm, I'm more to, in, tuned in with football than anything right now at, at any time. Because usually in the past, I usually were, was cut by the team or I played against them, so I didn't give a damn. Right. But the stuff I've seen over the past couple months and the whole season, I mean, how the hell can you predict anything? You want to go with the Niners because of their offense? Look at what Detroit's done. Um, I, I mean, Lamar, are you going to bet against him? I mean, who that? I mean, what's your pick? I mean, I I got to go with the good feeling story about the the Lions, but I don't think they're going to make it past this next round. So God, I want to though. Goldberg, Goldberg my... reminds me so much of you, Dan Campbell. I if love the coach. Man. Yeah, that would be you, bro. That, that he, he's you. me, hundred percent. Goldberg, my pick is Detroit, and my man, the Ravens. You know, my lookalike. You're looking Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. My yeah. Ray Lewis lookalike. <laughs> so I'm going, with, I'm going with Detroit and the Ravens. That's going to be my Super Bowl pick. And Lamar Jackson going to take them all the way to the uh, going to take them all, all the way to the Super Bowl for a win. You you that? won't take them? You won't take no. that bet? I'll no, I because I agree with you. That those are the no. two teams. But my problem is I always bet with my heart, not my head. I'm gonna bet on again. That's the only. That's the second most disgusting thing I've seen in that left come corner today. On, come on, man! <laughs> um, and I live in I live in Texas, and I, I Micah, Par Micah Parsons. No, I mean, well, I mean, a lot of reasons, um, but I'm, I'm more of a Texans fan. Um, me too. That's me hard too. Not they, to root for that kid. Hard yeah. not to root for that kid. Golly, um, my I, son and I, my son and I talk about him all the time. He is a. He's a very good kid. Very good kid. Yeah, they got a lot, a lot of good going on in that program. That program. Well, that, yeah, good coach. 
Well, Goldberg, I'd like to thank you, man. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Cause me and you have some of the best conversation on the phone. So we can talk you know, about that. Yeah, but I, I love you, big man. Thanks for coming on and sharing. We really appreciate your time. Sharing a little bit of your thought, man. Anything you want to say to you know the cat's corner, the people out there from my podcast, anything you want to say to them? Yeah, man, if you're uh with the Forbes 500, then go to Scottsdale, Arizona on Saturday and bid on my two cars. <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't really have anything on my mind. It's an, <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege to be on with you, Cat. Um, you guys, I, I I wish you luck in what you're doing. And uh, I, I'd do anything for you, Ernest. If people don't know it, then now they know it. But I love we you like a brother, that. man, for sure. Hey, so, brother, anyway. listen, I appreciate having you on Big Goldberg, and I'm going to let you go now. Is that good? All right, brother. Take it easy. Same. You got it, my brother. Right. Be good. Bye-bye.